Welcome to our podcast where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Taddick. Today on the podcast, we have an exciting show for you. First up, we'll be talking about quilting resolutions. After that, we have the amazing Bonnie Hunter joining us. We're so excited. We have wanted to have her on the show for months, and she's finally here. We're going to talk all about sewing with scraps and her new retreat center and all about what she does and how she shops for fabric and all that kind of good stuff. And in our Fine Finishes segment, we are going to talk about our favorite moments of 2019. So we're looking back. Hello, ladies. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you, too. Since we've finally had a little time for the whole New Year thing to settle in, I wanted to talk to you about quilting resolutions. You know, I think there's, there's two kinds of quilters, those who set resolutions, those who set a word for the year. And those who realize that they're just going to break the resolutions, like so, I guess that's three. <laughs> I think I'm kind of in the latter category at this point. How about you, ladies? I always, always, every year resolve that I'm going to do a good job at finishing up some of my unfinished projects, <laughs> and then the year happens and. I might have finished a few projects, but I've also added Mm -hmm. another dozen that I've started for some reason or another and then not finished a whole project. So, yeah, I have a resolution. Do I think it's going to happen? Yeah. Probably not. (laughs) What about you, Ginger? Yeah, I'm usually not a uh, resolution person just because I don't like to set myself up for the disappointment. So it's like, hey, if I don't even try, then hey, I'm not going to be disappointed. But, um, you know, I do think at least with my uh, with sewing in general, it's like I I think really I just love it so much. So for me, it's it's a joy to kind of give that revolution resolution of I'm going to do it, you know, in my spare time instead of you know maybe give up a a netflix you know here or there Mm -hmm. or watch it while i'm quilting or sewing or you know doing something like that so i think it's trying to figure out how can i squeeze it in in those moments you know because i do i get so much joy from it and uh it's so funny until i walk away i'm so good about it like i love this when i go because i love to go to yoga too and when i go and you know you're in that meditation the thing that I love to think about is, oh, I can go home and I can cut this quilt and I can put these blocks here and I can Isn't do this and I can funny. do that. And it is. And it's so funny. So it's like it's really become like my place of like, OK, I know if I can do this, I can get this done. And it's not even so much setting up a huge goal of like, I've got to finish this quilt. It's like, I'm just going to give myself that time today to do it. And and whatever I get done, I get done. And, you know, unless I'm on it, like I do have a baby quilt that I want to get done before March. But that's like the only thing I'm, you know, time wise need to get done. I remember those good old days. First of all, I remember the good times of like when I first started quilting and I realized I was a quilter because I started dreaming about quilts. Mm -hmm. And the the other thing is I remember having manageable projects. Mm. And I think I'm I'm more towards Lori's level of projects because I feel like I have got got so many unfinished projects waiting to be finished. And I literally turned to Ginger and Lori this morning and I said, Mm -hmm. I I honestly want 
a quilt project that I can just finish quickly so I feel like I have accomplished something because every quilt I have is such a challenge. <laughs> There's some big thing to overcome mm-hmm. that I I feel like it's a mountain. And and I know I just have to chip away. I need Victoria's voice in the back of my head going, just 15 minutes yep, a day. It's I, it rubbed off. Like, See? it definitely did. And I was like, I totally get that. And I understand that pro- that, that whole process. It makes total sense. So I, I usually pick a word of the year. Mm-hmm. And usually that's kind of cool because I usually pick the word and then I forget about it for a little while. And I might write it in the front of my planner. And then some point during the year, I find the word again and I'm like oh my gosh it came true Um, and this year I I haven't thought of a word other than finish Mm. like I just want to finish things but I I feel like I don't want other things to finish in my life so that can't be my word gotta be specific (laughs) I need to be more specific so the word hasn't come yet one of the things that I did this year and I'm thinking about this in in relationship to this resolution of of finishing I gave a bunch of my fabric to my sister. I mean a huge bunch, several boxes. And I'm not talking little boxes, lots of fabric. So it feels more manageable now. Yeah, gotcha. Not so overwhelming, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need to go through and and really evaluate whether or not all of my UFOs really need to be finished. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe do they, they, do the they need to be yeah. on the front, or can they just be the back? Yeah, there you mm. go. See, when in doubt, go in the back. <laughs> yep. I love it. Well, thanks, ladies. I am so excited to go talk to Bonnie. Let's Can't do it. Wait. We have wanted to have today's guest on the show for quite a while and the stars have finally aligned yes and we have the amazing Bonnie Hunter joining us today hi everybody I'm glad to be here oh it's been a long time but it's it's worth the wait yes indeed indeed. whenever I could do it you couldn't do it whenever you could do it I couldn't do it exactly it's been nuts but you're right the the stars have aligned we've got a brand new year ahead of us so it's it's perfect as a start to this new year. It is, and it's actually the start of our new season, and so it was everything I was, I was putting all of my prayers, my juju, my my good thoughts (laughs) into having you join us for this particular, yes. Um, (laughs) Oh, good. So, yeah, so I've had the pleasure of working with Bonnie um, on the Addicted to Scraps column in Quiltmaker since I started here, which is actually going to be two years this this may um and it has just been such a pleasure working with you oh thank you i think all in all are we at 10 years yet i mean it's getting very close it's got to be i believe i believe it may be it's been, you know, it's been uh, amazing for me because I spend the year collecting blocks in my mind. Or if I see something like, oh, that would work so great, we could do this. And then what happens is I, I make two, three, four blocks for the column and get them ready to, to send off. But then the wheels start turning as I'm making these blocks. It's like, oh, you have to be a whole quilt. What am I going to do with you? Am I going to have sessions or am I going to use an alternate block? Or maybe this needs to be on point or maybe we can do this. So really it's, it's been an inspirational thing for me too that you start just playing with a block idea, but then it, it jumps off and pushes me in other directions. So I'm grateful because it, it's this one deadline thing mm-hmm. that 
spurs off into uh, bouts of endless creativity. So really, it, it's good. You guys are planting seeds in me, and I love that. Ah, and I love, I love getting your package, actually. So in the beginning of the year, or at least the beginning of our magazine year, um, we get a package from Bonnie, and it will have <laughs> all of the blocks for the entire year. And she will have made each of the blocks that you see in the magazine in usually about three different colorways. And so I get to pick yeah. which one goes into which month. And usually there's one that's got, you know, some maybe Christmas colors or you know, something oh. like that that will work. Yeah. And it's thing. That just sounds like pure torture. I know, it's <laughs> terrible. I have a terrible job. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. oh, but so, it's just fun. It's so. just really, really fun. Because making three blocks, you know by the time you've made three blocks, do I really like this or not? Yes, that's or, true. you know, maybe, maybe it doesn't want to be a quilt it can just go in the back of something or whatever <laughs> blocks when you're just faced with making a block when we first started doing the can i can i jump into this when we um started doing the addicted to scraps column the idea was not to present a full quilt pattern because there's plenty of those in the magazine already right. but we wanted to get people thinking for themselves and not limit what they're making to what they see in the magazine as far as colors and size and style and whatever. So hopefully there's a bunch of folks out there who've done different things. And I love the graphics that you guys have done in the past and uh, of what a sample quilt layout might be mm -hmm. using these blocks. And I've seen many, many quilts come out of those where the makers have totally amazed me with what they have turned their blocks into um, when they've jumped off of the blocks I've given and the sample layout that you guys put on the website because they have to go to the website to see that and then they come up with this wonderful thing and it, it's just from springboard one thing to another to another and that's what I love about quilting is that there's always something to inspire you into the next quilt down the pipeline. Well and Bonnie I heard you say something about putting blocks on the backs of quilts and that's one of my yeah. favorite things when I have one or two or three and I don't want to make a million of them we'll just put them on the back yeah. of something yeah gives it that extra personality oh, yeah. because yep. they're like a surprise they're just a surprise so <laughs> yes. 50 years down the road somebody's going to turn that quilt over hopefully they're not finding it at goodwill you know yes. <laughs> turn that, that, that quilt over and they're going to go oh why did she do this i wonder what she was thinking or he was thinking or, or whatever it is and they'll never know it'll be the world's best kept secret yes so so true <laughs> So true. So, you know, I wanted to talk to you about scraps. You know, this episode is sort of about the new year and, and resolutions. And oftentimes people have a resolution of using up their scraps. And so I was delving into your scrap user system and wrapping my brain around it. And I came okay. across one of your blog posts and you called yourself a fabric herder. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it cracked me up because I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm a fabric herder, too. I'm just constantly moving the fabric from one place to another and hoping that it all fits. <laughs> right. You just you just push it from this flat surface to that other flat surface to that other flat surface over here. And sometimes three piles becomes one pile and then you shuffle it again. Yes. Uh, you know, but that also um, enables you 
I don't like things completely neat and tidy all the time. Because sometimes when fabric is, you know, let's take one pile one and we've separated it into color families or whatever, you might find out two or three fabrics that are sitting in that pile together that you never would have considered putting together in the first place. And it might just light your fire. It might be a wonderful combination that that yellow green is touching that bluish purple. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it might be um, just the most fabulous thing that your quilt calls for. So yeah, I, I push fabric around. It's in bins and boxes and bags and barrels and Buckets and whatever, <laughs> we're all sitting here yeah. nodding our yes. heads. Yes, we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, but so, what a way to go, right, right? Right. And I have a question. So, do you at this point purchase fabric, or do I you do. try? You do. I do. Okay. Yeah. I do. And you know what? I think that we need to because we, we need to stay connected with what's out there. Mm -hmm. yes. We don't want to I just agree. make quilts from stuff that we've had for 20 years. Where's the, you know, the, the energy from that? Mm -hmm. But the things that I limit myself to now is I, I tend to start with an idea of how I can use things that I've already got either in my fat quarters, my yardage or my scrap user system, which is my pre-cut strips and squares that work in a different combination of sizes. And I might start with a color palette and then chances are I might not have that right shade of green enough of it, you know, maybe because greens mm -hmm. change, so do blues, yes. but greens change a lot. They go from yellow green to blue green to that, that sagey green. And that's one of the things that the industry does to keep us always buying new things as they change the shade. That, yeah, last year's shade, that's done. It's gone. Right. We need the new yeah. shade. Yeah. But, but pulling those new fabrics in to fabrics that I already have instantly updates everything. And it adds a sense of excitement. And um, I don't feel like I'm always wearing somebody else's hand-me-downs. You know, mm -hmm. so things that I look for with new fabrics, especially, is my neutrals. My backgrounds that I use for different um, quilts, often shades of white to cream to beige uh -huh. to light gray or whatever it is. I need a good variety of those. And I find that I am just as happy when I buy a variety of shorter cuts, whether it's fat quarters or if it's coming off the bolt, I love a third of a yard. That's my favorite. It's been my favorite for 30 years. Really? Um, 12 inches. Huh. Yes. Interesting. 12, 12 inches by 40 inches. I can get a lot more out of 12 by 40 than I can out of 18 by 22. Mm -hmm. And it's often the same price as a fat quarter because fat quarters, because they're a specialty cut, are up-priced just a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed that in the right. quilt shop. They do mm -hmm. that. They have to pay somebody to cut the fabric. Right. It's a special size. So they're going to charge a little bit more. For a fat quarter, but they're happy to cut whatever you want off the bolt at no upcharge. Mm -hmm. So I can get a third of a yard, a 12 by roughly 40 for about the same price as a fat quarter. And my strips are longer, so they're more usable to me. And I can, I get about a 12 inch width instead of a nine and a half inch width, which would be a, mm -hmm. a, fat, a quarter yard, right? Right. So um, backgrounds, I, I'm always, I never say no to neutrals. That should be on a t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you could sell that. Yeah. <laughs> I never could. say no to neutrals. And then I'm always, sometimes I need just that one thing that's going to tie those, those blocks together. And sometimes it's fabric for sashing, or it might be I need a continual 
one fabric to play the role of this whatever unit within the block throughout the whole quilt. So that's what I call a constant. Let's uh -huh. say that all of the nine patches in the quilt have a, that solid red center square. Right. That solid red would okay. be a constant. So I do use yardage for that, and I might need to buy just the right one. Um, setting triangles, if I'm putting something on point, they can take up a lot of fabric for just yes. the right setting triangle. And I might not be able to find that big piece of yardage in the stash that I have. So my blocks will go with me to the quilt shop to find the fabric that will make those blocks sing. And borders, bindings, those kinds of things, I allow myself to buy. And if I find um, yardage on sale, I, I, I really am a, a sale room um, <laughs> lurker, of, of the person that people, you know, they want to call me the cheapskate. But if I'm buying six to eight yards for a backing, it's very difficult to fit my budget when that is $12 or to $14 yes. a yard. Yes. But if a, a shop has a big sale, I feel like I am doing them a favor by buying a big chunk of yardage to use as a backing because it's helping them free up their overhead so they can buy more new fabric, which makes us all happy. So those yes. are the things I tend to look for. I'll start with what I have, but I feel free to add new fabric and, and it, it makes me feel a little bit more fresh and alive and I'm excited um, about my project when I can put something new in it as well. And then you have more you're adding to your scraps afterwards, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's a never-ending process. Always. <laughs> it is. It is. I posted today, I don't know if you guys saw, I do a little quote of the day, and it's usually on um, a close-up of an antique quilt or one of my own quilts. And today's was, um, it was like a quilter's conundrum or, or whatever. It was, why is it that ugly fabric seems to multiply faster than pretty fabric. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So allow yourself to bring home something pretty if it makes you feel good. You don't have to buy big cuts. Mm -hmm. A third of a yard will do you. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So I... I'm curious, like, I follow you on social media, like a lot of our listeners probably do, to see oh, what you're up to, you. because you seem like you're constantly moving and shaking and doing something interesting, and and I have been really intrigued about your retreat center that you have been working oh so my hard gosh. on. So it's been a two-year process because okay. it was um, two years ago this month that we made an offer and, you know, we, you go back and forth and back and forth and our offer was accepted. And then I knew once our offer was accepted and we were locked in, well, shoot, this thing now has to happen. Yes. So we, bought a, <laughs> we bought a um, house was originally built in 1884. So it's 136 years old this year. Wow. Um, it's a Victorian, if they called it a mansion, it is over 4,000 square feet, but it doesn't feel that big in, inside to me. But for that period in time, they called it mm -hmm. the Fields Mansion. And the Fields family pretty much owned the little town of Mouth of Wilson, Virginia, where we are in Southwest Virginia. He owned the mill. He owned the general store next door. He owned the auto dealership in, in town. And all of the little cottages that his employees rented yeah. from him, you know, it was like I sold my soul to the company store. Remember that, that song? Yeah, they yeah. worked for him. They rented from him. They bought their merchandise from him. They bought their, their cars from him. So he paid them wages they paid it all back 
Yeah. Well, he had a good thing going. Right. We are the third family to own this house oh, in my 836 years. So I've That's always amazing. wanted to run a retreat center. I've wanted this for more than 20 years, but I didn't know how it would ever be possible. I've taught at many retreats. I've stayed at many retreats. And I... I have just loved the whole idea. And of course, I love Jennifer Chauverini and her Elm Creek series, right? Mm-hmm, yes. So I just I just wanted to do this so bad. So we found this property when we were in the process of purchasing our mountain property up here where our home is. And this property was also for sale at the same time. And I saw the big for sale by owner sign on this big white Victorian house. And I did a double take and my husband said, don't you even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but a year later, you know, when life, we had settled in a little bit, life was changing a little bit for us. And I said, it was still up for sale. And I said, you know, you've been talking a lot about me finding a way to bring people to me instead of me being on the road all the time. Because I was somewhere by airplane across the United States teaching three times a month. So maybe only home one week out of the whole month. And I really wanted to be home with my family and and put down some roots. So we went back and forth, went over some finances, went back and forth, and we decided that we would do this. Um, We've been working on remodeling over the past, um, April will be two years, and we are finally ready to open up our doors. And I have my first retreat booked in February next month. Amazing. So I'm just wow. really, really excited. And um, for this first maiden year, um, I'm still teaching nationally. I'm still doing some shows and international travel. So on the weeks when I'm not here, we're, we're not going to also host a retreat that weekend um, just because we're getting our feet under us and we want to know exactly what we want to do and how to do things. So there's only 11 available retreat dates that are open this this year and so I am currently in the process of running a retreat rally where folks um, are entering their group's name and the group names have been hysterical like one group called themselves the charm pack the other group <laughs> called themselves 12 shades of crazy <laughs> it's awesome. so the groups are, are submitting their their groups to be drawn and I'm going to use the random number generator to draw these groups mm-hmm. to choose their um, retreat date from the available dates on my calendar. And we're going to fill it up and we're going to have a ball. And uh, I'm, I'm just really excited and grateful for so much interest because this little town really isn't a town. There's I'm smack dab in the middle of downtown and there's four buildings. The old auto dealership <laughs> across the street, the retreat house. The, my old post office building where I'm recording this podcast right now, I've got a 1950s post office that's become my studio and mail order center. Oh, how cool. And then the old general store that's next door is about to fall over. In fact, I wish it would. It's not salvageable. Somebody said, put a quilt shop in there. It's like, oh, honey, you, you, you need to start over. It's really, <laughs> really bad. And then the old, did I say auto dealership across the mm-hmm. street that became a farm feed and seed. And now it's I'm um, used as a Christmas tree. Um, this it's big Christmas tree industry out here, and they use it for making wreaths and swags and things like that. And then the old mill is behind us, and it was burnt out several decades ago, and it's just a brick shell of a building in the mountains. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, to bring people here, it's gonna it's gonna be wonderful. Yes, <laughs> it sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm it's, excited. So it seems like you have 
gone, had so many quilting adventures. I'm curious if you have a favorite memory of your quilting career. And I don't mean to put you on the you spot. Know what? So. I do. I, I <laughs> okay. do. A favorite, a favorite memory would probably be maybe three years ago. I think it was maybe three. It might be a little bit more than that. But you know I do a yearly mystery. And mm-hmm. after the first time that I taught at the, the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island, they have a needle art seminar every year. That's, that has to be the best retreat ever. The retreat at, at Quiltville Inn, my retreat house, will be second. That's still the first <laughs> when you get to retreat at the Grand Hotel. But I designed the mystery quilt after the Grand Hotel that year. And then the next time I taught there, they invited everybody who had participated in that mystery to bring their quilts and we did a reveal on the stage in the theater and all of these quilts that were inspired by the Grand Hotel and folks were lined up across the stage with with all of their quilts and it just it it's it just hit me I was speechless it's like these people not knowing what this quilt would turn out like made not only made these quilts but then came and participated in the Grand Hotel needle art seminar that next time to display their quilts with everybody else. It was just, it was really neat. It was just, it's really stuck with me. And um, I don't think I'll ever forget that one. That was I probably the best. I, I got know, goosebumps really? too. That just oh. sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, you know, I, well, I, and then I, the fact that Christopher Reeves stayed in that hotel and made that oh. movie with Jane Seymour, that, that was all. Oh, yes, yes. So, somewhere in time. Yeah, the, I loved the, that movie. The somewhere in time movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Don't, don't look at the penny. Just don't look at the penny. When you call that penny, I just haven't seen that movie in years. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, well, Bonnie, it has just been such a delight to finally get you on Yay. the podcast. We've been so on forever. This we're, is... we're sad we have to wrap up. I know. Oh, um, well, thank you so much. Well, it's a pleasure working with you on, you know, each issue of Quilt Maker. And I know Ginger has fond memories of working with you as well. Yes, most definitely. For those of you out there that are looking to really, you know, if you want to really just dive in on the deep end, uh, Bonnie's uh, Scrap Quilting uh, with Bonnie Hunter course, it's up on the Quilting Company. And it's amazing because it goes through her whole entire process. I mean, this was really, you were one of the first people that actually made me feel like, hey, no, I could actually do this. Like, this is actually kind of, you know, and and it was, and it was just like working with you was so amazing. I had, uh, you had actually already had that course done, but I uh, did the Wonderless uh, quilt course that you had done with you. And And we go over scrap user system. We go Mm -hmm. over specialty rulers. We got hands on and uh, take the course. You won't regret it. No, not at all. It was really, really fun to do. And I always say like I have, um, it's the snippet where you go through your binding and your binding technique. I use it to this day. I tell everybody. I was like, if you take this course, put that on your phone because when you go to bind, you just do it. And now I've gotten to the point now where I don't even need the video anymore. I'm I'm so proud. That's so good. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. <sighs> well, thank you, Bonnie. We're sending you all of the good luck for opening next month. And I oh, am just so much. I am positive everyone is just going to love it. Yes. Yes. So it, oh, it, I'm, I'm jealous for all of the retreats that will be I know. there. This we year. gotta come up with a group name and put our name. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to you need to you need 
too. And to, um, to just put another little little plug in for you, I am already working on my blocks for my addiction scraps column in twenty twenty one. Keep that going. So keep those scraps going and um, buy a little fabric when you can and use some of what you've got. It's happy all the way around. Yes, it is. And if you're a listener and you have done a quilt using one of Bonnie's blocks from Addicted to Scraps, we want to see it. Or taking the course and you've done, you know, utilize that as well. So, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you, Bonnie. Yes. Thanks, Thanks so much. Ladies. So Happy good New to, Year. to catch Have up. Have a wonderful afternoon. You too. In today's Fine Finishes segment, I want to talk about what an ex- amazing year 2019 was. And I'd like to know what your favorite podcast moment was. Ginger, why don't you go? All right. Well, I have a, I have, I have a few. Um, I would definitely say for me when we were at um, Quilt Market, um, I, I, I have this a, a wonderful affection for Lynette Anderson, and to you know, we only get to see her when she comes state stateside. Right. So mm-hmm. to be able to actually be with her and talk with her, she's the, one of the most delightful people in the world, and I just felt like it was a great episode. Um, that's episode number twenty that we did, and that one for me was just it really kind of sealed the deal. Like this is a really fun part of our job. Like yes. I just really enjoyed that. So I think that's one of my favorite moments. And then I loved it when we did the cross crafting for episode thirteen where we reached mm-hmm. out to kind of our sister uh, podcasts that are out there and we got to talk with Amanda Cristio who does the Sew and Tell podcast and uh, Allison Korsleski who does the Fiber Nation. So it was just really kind of cool to just hear what else it is was. happening within mm-hmm. the fiber world and, and in the sewing world and, and I thought that was just a really fun fun episode. And then my last one Night at the Museum. I thought that was just fascinating. Like I could just sit and listen to Carolyn. It was Carolyn Ducey, right? Mm -hmm. Listen to her talk about the museum and about the quilts and and just the whole process there was fascinating. Yes. What a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Really. (laughs) You're not kidding. So to me, it's like those were just highlights that I thought were really exciting and really fun. And I just remember leaving after recording those ones and and even the one at market just being like, yes, this is so much fun. So anyway, those were mine. How about you, Tracy? Um, You know, it's funny to look back on the year and realize that, you know, from the start when this was just an idea to create this podcast and we thought it would be fun to have everybody you know have listeners be able to hear the conversations that happen around the office and then to see where we ended up and the amazing people that were willing to come on and talk to us and I had a few of my friends join us Mm -hmm. and it was just awesome and and so I I I'll go in order Okay. How about that? Um, I was shocked when we were able to get Tula Pink yes. to come join us. Was a good and catch. <laughs> it was perfect timing. Like like today's show, the stars aligned. Uh, she was dropping her new sewing machine, and Bernina was our sponsor. And I threw out sort of this idea of like, hey, how about how about we have Tula join us? <laughs> and and they said yes. And it was amazing. And well, you never know unless you ask. <laughs> and that was that title of that episode was Creative Diversions. And I loved that Tula loved that name. Mm-hmm. Right. Because because she was talking a lot about how, you know, one thing sort of led to another in yeah. her career. And and so I just found that really inspiring. 
The next episode that I think really, um, I really loved recording, and I was so happy because she was a last-minute fill-in for Bonnie, actually. Um, it was episode 15, and it was Latifa Safir, mm. and the episode was Love of Fabric, and um, Bonnie actually was sick and had no voice, and she couldn't join us, and I was frantic, and that all of a sudden thought, Latifa. Yeah, it's like, oh, perfect. I've been friends with Latifa on Facebook for years. We met at Market. I just think she is the sweetest person in addition to being incredibly creative. And yes. I just thought that episode was really it was fun to record and I just I just loved it. Yes. And then finally, the most recent one was episode 21 was just a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and it was Victoria Finley Wolf. And I've known Victoria for gosh, several years now. And I always learn something from her. Mm-hmm. And and so you know, she's inspired me so many way in so many ways over the years. And I think, you know, like I said in that episode, she's the little voice in the back of my head that mm-hmm. says just just fifteen minutes a day, just like just sit down and just work for a few minutes a day and 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 so she's inspiring to me I think and I and the voice in my head this year so yeah. <laughs> to help me finish up my resolutions there so you what about you Lori well my two favorites were number 11 and Karen Charles from Husqvarna Viking was our guest and we talked about embellishing quilts and some of what she had was just amazing (laughs) it really was (laughs) I, I, I said when we finished that episode I have to try that I have to try that and when I was going back through reviewing today I thought I haven't tried that. I really need oh, to yeah. try that. She was yeah. using all kinds of, I mean, really yeah. outside the box. Yeah, amazing I mean, the, stuff. The, using embroidery to stitch a design and then adding, like, paint over yeah. the surface of things. I mean, it was really yeah. cool. It was, it was really awesome. And then the other one was episode 10 with Scott Flanagan. And Scott has been my friend for more than 10 years. Um, and it was just delightful to talk to him delightful. I really enjoy uh, listening to how he does design and just his thought processes. He's an amazing guy. And he shared pictures of mm-hmm. his studio with us, yes. which was really cool. Yes, it was. We all kind of drooled a little bit about yes. his studio. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's kind of nice and big. Yeah. And he's got lots and lots of quilts. Yes, he does. <laughs> yep. Stacks and some fun. He had like Star Wars ones and all of that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right, right up that's my right. alley. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. So that was great fun. It was a good year. It, it was, was a good year. Yeah, but I think 2020's got some potential. Oh, man. It does. I think we, uh, yeah. what we have planned for you guys, mm-hmm. I really just hope you love it as much as we're enjoying putting it together. Yep. So. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. As usual, if you're loving listening to the podcast, please share with your friends. It helps us when we have more listeners, and that's what we're trying to do is grow this podcast in 2020. (gasps) Maybe that's our word. Grow. Ooh, I like it. I like it. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks so much 
much for listening to the Quilting Company podcast. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today on our show notes page, quiltingcompany.com slash quiltpodcast. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to tell your friends. And thanks for listening. Happy quilting. The Quilting Company podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcast is Jared Mayer.